can let me do this one. Let me okay. let me have my energy up right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the Splash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Zeke the Geek, and joining me as always is What's up, everybody? It's Cliff. I got another comic book. Uh, I guess a comic book video for you guys today. I know we've been doing a lot of movies and shows and stuff. And luckily, didn't know this because I keep forgetting when I schedule these videos, but our DC Infinite Frontier review came out on uh, yesterday. So if you guys want to check that out, check it out. We got reviews for Nightwing, Batman. Please Green share. Stuff, you know. Share it. Exactly. Like it, share it. If you don't, Still share it anyway. Somebody (laughs) might. Right. But uh, yes, folks, today we are going to be uh, probably uh, soon to be regular. Mm. uh, Trying out a new series today. Yeah. New series called What You've Been Reading Mm. or What We've Been Reading, Um, where we just sit down, we talk about just the things we've been reading over the last couple of weeks or, or week or days or what have you just what we've been reading lately and um yeah so without any further ado cliff man what you've been reading uh so for me i've so actually i've kind of dabbled into reading a a few more single issues because i'm not about to become a single issue reader every week because that's money and like no but there were some things some batman release that were just like okay i want to check these out just to see like what's going on you know so I picked up, so I read um, Batman, Urban Legends, issue one, issue two, and I picked up uh, Batman, the Detective by Tom King, issue one, Batman, uh, Batman Detective Comics, issue 1034, and of course, when you guys see our, what review was it, uh, our uh, review for Jupiter's Legacy and Invincible, more like a check for Jupiter's Legacy more than an actual review. I would like I mentioned I was reading Murder Falcon and I'm what I got one more chapter left. Ooh. Oh, oh. We'll, we'll get into more details about that. But yes, those are what I'm that's what I'm reading. But I know you got some good stuff, you know. Yeah. Brian came uh, on and whatnot. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of different things. Um, I guess I like technically I've been reading like five different things but i'm in the middle of one of them and two of those things are part of the same series let me just pull up my notes so i get people's names right when i give just desserts so the first book i'll be talking about when we get to it is eve written by victor laval or lavale mm. don't know if i'm saying that right illustrated by joe me Jiang, jang jang <laughs> Americans can never pronounce I'm a dumb American I apologize um and that's been a really there's been a really interesting read so far um Mm -hmm. also Radiant Black by Kyle Higgins and illustrated by Marcelo Costa yes um I'll be talking about that and of course the main event for me is Paper Girls written by Brian K. Vaughn of course and illustrated by Cliff Chiang um so I'm ready. Go, I'm ready to uh, get into all of the shenanigans and uh, mm. you know. So, how do you, how you want to do this? You want to go like you do a book, I do a book, you do a book, I do a book. Well, uh, 
Because like, I mean, like I've been, I got like two single issues, so they're not going to be like long. Yeah, let's go with the single. Issues and like, first. I'm not going to like go B for B in Paper Girls either. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, let's go with the single issues first. So like, let's like right. just talk about Radiant Black and Eve, and, you know? Because you've also read Radiant Black, right? Mm-hmm. So we can have a bit of a conversation about that. So let's start with Radiant Black then, since you've read it. I've just now started reading it. Um, I so. <laughs> I like this book. Let me first start off by saying I like this book. Um, my tone sounds like I'm about to be also drop a negative. Not really. It's just not the book I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, I was like, yes, a black book about a black superhero written by a black man. And then I was like, oh, I was all wrong. I was completely way off. I was all wrong. And I've read Kyle Higgins work before. I don't know what was wrong with me in that moment, but I was like, radiant black. Yeah, let's get some black power up here. Then I flipped to the first two pages. I'm like, this is a white dude. All right. All right. So which makes me happy because I'm working on my own comic book that has a black hole type character named Black Hole. Mm. long before i ever picked up this book you can ask cliff i've been talking to him about that character for a couple of years now um so yeah i I, you know like i'm glad so Mm -hmm. my stuff if i can ever (laughs) finish writing um my character will be black it'll be great and he's a bad guy anyway so it doesn't matter um but yeah so i'm liking this book um i think uh who's the main character what's the main character's name uh nathan yeah nathan. yeah yeah nathan his friend annoyed me i was when they were dealing with the cop i was like yeah this ain't ran by a black man for show." Sure. <laughs> um but, uh, for those of you who don't know kyle higgins also wrote um the first uh all the power rangers into shadow grid and a little bit of nightwing new 52 for those of you sure whoever sees this and they question like who's this guy's name that's who he is so yes, yeah, yes. sorry about that um yeah, there's just that moment where with his friend. Uh, sorry, guys, spoilers just a little bit. It's the first issue, so I mean, right. like, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the so I apologize. I should have stated that we're doing spoilers. But yeah, um, I'm liking the book. The art is very. Um, it, it definitely reminds me of like it has that Power Rangers feel, mm. like a more like stylized like they had time <laughs> to, to work on it um and i'm digging it so far i f- i really relate to nathan in a lot of ways and it's scary i was reading this book and i was like oh this is too personal <laughs> i had to put mm-hmm. the book down for a second i was like yeah brother i've been there i moved out to la myself to to work in the arts and uh i'm back in the east coast now you know listen it wasn't because I wasn't good at what I did. It was because rent's expensive. Simple as that. And mm-hmm. job-wise, like I was finding acting gigs in LA, no problems. But actual job-wise, like, I don't know what it was. Just nobody wanted to hire me. Mm. Don't know what it was. Like, it was weird. It was really weird. But I came back to the East Coast. Everybody wanted to hire me. I don't know, but here we are. But yeah, so this book kind of hit home for me a little bit. And I was like, all right, I already like, I sympathize with the main character. Um, He's an artist just like us. So like, it's all fitting. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm liking where it's going. Um, I was very intrigued by the last shot of this book, as you know. 
uh, a certain person shows up and I'm like, this is, it feels very MCU to me where it's like, mm-hmm. basically like, spoiler, sorry. There's basically a red version of Radiant Black and I'm like, okay, so we're doing an MCU thing where their first villain is going to be a mirror version oh, of so. them. All right, but that hasn't deterred me. I'm definitely gonna, I'm probably gonna wait for the volume to actually come out if it isn't yeah. already. Um, and then I think it comes out we'll revisit this book again. Yeah, we'll revisit this book again once the first volume comes out and I pick it up and Cliff picks it up. But Cliff, what have you dug about Radiant Black? Uh, well, for one, I, I remember like the first issue this came out in February or whatnot, and I should have pulled out my copy because I have a variant cover of it where it's just mm. um, the Radiant Black character shooting up into the sky and it like the background is just all white and blue it's it's really beautiful yeah. i'll pull out i wanted to i should have pulled it out before we start recording but i wasn't thinking about it at the time but yeah one, the one thing i really loved about it i was just like i it feels a little bit different if that makes sense like i feel like this could be going not not that it'll not that it'll be like this like big staple in comics history but it feels like for me, I'm just like, oh, this is something I feel like I could like solely enjoy. Like, maybe talk to you about it and whatnot, and just be like, yeah. this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. There's a red version. There's a uh, variant cover where there's like a giant radiant black like um, mecha robot. I'm just like, whatever this is, I'm all for it. I'm here. I want to know where's this um uh this power come from. More backstory for all these characters. Blah 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 blah. And my favorite moment is um when uh, Nathan, um, he's learning, he's, he, he puts the suit on for the first time and he uh, doesn't really know how it works. So he, and then he says like, he feels like he has to throw up, but then the suit kind of registered that and it like opened up a space for him. It's like, okay, cool. This suit or whatever this power might have a little bit of uh, slight intelligence of its own. A personality maybe. Right, yeah. You know, kind of like the um, Blue Beetle scare for Jaime Reyes. So, like, yeah. it, it might. I'm curious if that will happen stuff. or if we just keep his best friend around, which exactly. I do like. Like, I was annoyed in the police scene because I was like, mm. On a I know you're drunk, drunk but you're taking this way out of proportion. They, like, literally, like, these cops <laughs> right. were just doing their jobs because y'all stand in the middle of a train track where there's a train coming. So, it's like, just shut up. Like, they're not trying to, like, bother you. They just, like, hey, get off the tracks. Get off the tracks, please. Mm. And you over here being drunk and stupid. Um, but I do like towards the end of this first issue where he's like, hey, man, just like think about the helmet being off. And it comes and he's right like, off. okay. And I like that. I like little things like that where it's just like you have that person who's like, yeah, 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 breathe. Relax. Just think about it. You know, because I, I like those kind of support structures for characters. Um, and it also says maybe it will grow, it maybe it won't. I exactly. don't know. And that's something I'm very curious about with this is like, I'm curious what the supporting cast is going to end up looking like surrounding this character. I'm curious if we're going to have like other characters that he interacts with, like, like a people from or something like that. Well, not like different heroes, but sort of like. He, like he's back home how many of his friends are still mm-hmm. back home like who else is he gonna run to is he gonna run into an old, old high school sweetheart mm-hmm. like is that is that gonna come up you know because superheroes gotta always be in love you know right. he's the um, which artist. is fine like right. hey get get yours brother get yours exactly. get yours and something else i wanted to say so like is he gonna yeah. pretend to like be 
it and like be the best. But also, I'm rooting for him to actually be inspired to write a book. And I think, I hope that's where we go, where it's like, Mm. after all this adventuring, whatever happens at the end of this book. book is actually what he lived. Exactly. And I hope, Mm. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for the character. I really relate to this character. And I think that's something that's important for comics because like the reason why Spider-Man is so popular, people relate to the character. Yep. Now I'm a grown man and Spider-Man, they're like keeping younger these days so it's like like to a sense i relate with peter parker still but Mm -hmm. i don't relate to him that much anymore right but now i found a new character where i'm like no legitimately i actually relate to him almost 100 percent in this book with the exception of getting superpowers Mm -hmm. i like this i like this it's a little close to home but that might sometimes be you, you like sometimes more. you need a reminder, you know, where it's like, hey, you may not have superpowers, but you still have the ability to take your experiences and make something from it. Mm-hmm. And so I like that. I like yeah, that really. quite a bit. Um, definitely, for right now, a must read. Mm. Yeah, I think the volume comes out in like June or July. Like, like I'll probably call um, Brave New World to like order us a couple copies and whatnot whenever they come mm. out. You know, but yeah, I would recommend Radiant Black Issue One to anyone who's listening to this. Like, if you can find it on the shelf still, or wherever Support you, your local comics. comic shops. Yeah, like check it out. It's definitely cool. So, like, yeah, that's Radiant Black. Um, do you want me to take one, or, or do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. you right. go for one now. So, all right, Batman Urban Legends issues one and two. Now, a part of this you are going to hate because this is an anthology series. <laughs> Everybody don't know. Story, man. Yeah, yeah. But what I, the reason I picked this up is because one, the cover itself is just it's very anime esque, and it, and it's a variant cover. Or well, the cover is done by like a guy who works in like, you know, mangas and all that stuff. But besides that, one of the main writers for this Urban Legends is uh, Chip Zdarsky, and he's the current writer for Daredevil. And his Daredevil run is supposedly really good. Like everyone, like from the reviews I've seen of him, just like you know, reading comments and reviews and whatnot, people really love this run. So I was like, oh, okay. Daredevil's a cool character. Let me check out what he does with Batman, see how it goes, blah, 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 blah. And picked it up and dude, the story he has in this book, I'm so here for. Um, yeah. Pretty much the story focuses with Bruce and Jason Todd. Jason is in Gotham um, investigating this new drug that popped up on the scene. It's called Cheerdrops. And it's basically... Um, Think of like the scene from 22 Jump Street starring um, Channing Tatum and um, what's his name, uh, Jonah Hill. And they're like high and whatnot in the scene where uh, Channing Tatum is like in the rainbow world. That's what cheer drops do to these people. But instead- Oh, so it's not like slow-mo from a- No. Dread? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. It's, it's regular speed, but like they can't see what's in front of them. Like they're in their own imaginary world. So they might end up dead by running to a car or whatever, blah, 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 blah. But what I really love about it is Jason's investigating this um, this drug, and we get more of that history between him and Bruce, where Jason admires Bruce because he's Batman, he does all this stuff, blah 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 blah. But anytime Jason does something wrong, Bruce will not go to him as Bruce. He will simply go to him as just Batman because he can't see past what Jason has become, you know. Whereas with you know so. So just seeing this story unravel, it's only two issues so far, but just the 
the dynamic between these two characters of just like, here's a kid who admired you, but now hates you because you're Batman, because that's the only way you know how to approach him. But, and then here's like another, the father figure who's like, it's your fault, Bruce, for what technically happened to him. Mm. And Alfred even tells you like, hey, you need to go to him as Bruce Wayne, as a father, as a man, quote unquote. But Bruce is so blinded by what Jason is now and like what he's done that he can't go to him as a person. I'm just like, I like this. I like where this is going because again, it establishes more of the, you know, like this is the one instance or this is like Jason's the one character where Batman can't talk to him as Bruce. Like when I think about it, how many stories do you have when Bruce and Jason are just talking without their mask, without the costumes on? Like even in uh, the Under the Red Hood movie, they're talking, but like it's right after like Jason like is about to kill Joker or whatever. Spoilers for anyone who never saw. I mean, there's that there's that part in uh, Tom King's run. Probably haven't gotten that part yet. Where is it after the wedding or during? No, I think it's before, or it's a Nightwing's book. I can't remember. Or oh, are you talking about when they're um at like, our... the Bat Burger? Uh... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's like I mean, a that's... group setting. Yeah I, yeah, I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying, but like this is specifically because because Jason ends up doing something where that he didn't want to do. So now I mean, like, is this is this canon or is this just like a? It's anthology, so it's just like its own self-contained own little thing. Because I mean, like, I've definitely read comics where like mm. they do have. Now, most of the time, it's like the cowl's just down and mm. the helmet's off and on on a desk somewhere and they're just you know talking about going over like the details of the job and like maybe just maybe bruce would be like so how's everything going yes he's none of that these two are, are not talking doing? these two are not talking like the only the only way they know about what each other is doing is because they both talk to barbara who's currently oracle mm-hmm. like she's helping them out and like she tells them like oh you two are both looking for the same drug and they're just like oh okay and just moves on until more of the story just unravels that's why i wouldn't be against like a batman the animated series coming back and like introducing jason todd but still Mm -hmm. like have that history do flashbacks of like when he had jason before Mm -hmm. tim and like just showcase like comics that period i think they are i think they are i think they introduce red hood Mm -hmm. um I'm, I've been very curious to actually pick up uh, the yeah, adventure continues. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Batman the anime series. The event, the adventures continue, something like that. Yeah. Um, Let us know if you want to review it. A review it, people. Like, I have been curious to like pick it up, but I feel like I kind of would want to do like a series rewatch Before and then go it. into the book just to like. I don't know if I'll be like Batman out if I did it that way or not. Maybe but I should read the book like and be like, kind of want to watch the show now. Because I've been one, I've been thinking about doing that anyway of just doing like, like little five to ten minute reviews of mm-hmm. this like Burr. episodes of Batman the Animated Series because I love that show so much and that show is a big part of why I own more own Batman books than DVD? anything else. Huh? Do you own the full collection on DVD? I have seasons one through three. Hmm. is there only three seasons or is it like four no there's like four okay. hold on let me let me see it's right there so i'll be yeah. right i'll like, keep talking keep talking about stuff. it yeah keep so, this in my ear i can hear you 
Yeah, so just more about urban legends. Um, there's another uh, anthology series where it focuses on the outsiders. And this time, again, it's Black Lightning, Metamorpho, and Katana. It's more about Katana and Black Lightning's relationship because Katana's um, ex-mother-in-law is now trying to like kill Jefferson Pierce because she feels like he has taken the place of her. He, she, she feels like he's taking the place of what her son was to Katana. And I really dig that. So that's cool. But yeah, that's about it. They also have some stuff with Grifter and I don't really care about Grifter. He just don't know why. Like he's not a character I, I like want to read more about. But yeah, besides that, that Chip Zdarsky like story I'm like really interested in, but I don't want to keep buying every single issue to read it. Like I kind of just want to wait until the full trade comes out. Mm-hmm. and see how they like package everything and whatnot like if they put yeah. one whole story here and then the next blah 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 but yeah is it just so yeah back to animated series batman or batman animated series is it just four seasons that uh, does have four seasons hold on real quick mm-hmm. keep talking i apologize <laughs> but no, i can go to another book all right so, go to um, another book you know i'm gonna keep it with the bat- batman stuff since i'm gonna say murder falcon for last so Another issue I picked up was Batman Detective Comics issue or Batman the Detective issue one by Tom Taylor. Because you don't know, Tom Taylor wrote Deceased, Injustice. He's the current writer for Nightwing. And basically this Batman book is another anthology, well, not another anthology series. It's another Elseworld story where Bruce is like, I don't, I don't want to say old, but he's at least, he's starting to like get there. Maybe in his late thirties, early forties, potentially. And at this point, he feels like there's nothing left in Gotham for him to protect or for him to like fight for. So he moves to London because there was an accident. There was a plane crash that happened. And at the crash site, there is a symbol of the bat or the Batman symbol there. So it was like his name is associated with this. So he goes to try and figure it out. And pretty much it turns out that there's this um, terrorist group that is taking all the people that Batman saved and killing them. Like they put all these people on the plane and then made the plane crash because they're trying to prove something. I think, and from my interpretation, they're trying to prove that Batman actually has no point in society or like he's not needed, I don't know. Once I read the full context of the story, I'll get more about it, I'll know more about it, but I'm really interested in that. Like, you know, like just seeing that idea of, oh, Batman saved you from a mugging supervillains um, almost dying by explosion or joker gas or whatever but now we're actually going to take you and kill you like it was worthless at this point like batman's like job is just being wasted at this point you know so i really think that's cool and just to show you the cover again because this is more so for you than the actual people you know like yeah. it was big ben you know the classic um, clock tower in london you know so that's cool. That's interesting. There isn't much I can say about that because, again, it's only the first issue. Yeah. That This feels like I need to read the entire story in its um, full capacity before I even judge more of it. Yeah. But I'm interested. I'll check out the trade paperback. When That's one I've been looking at. Next year. Um, <laughs> I'll definitely look into that one at some point. Yeah, I'm going to buy the uh, trade paperback. I usually find my way to Batman stuff. Mm. I mean, your favorite character. <laughs> How <Yeah>. surprising. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the last Batman. That way I can just get all the Batman stuff out of the way. 
Detective Comics issue 1034 by I think the name is uh Mari Tam Mari Tamaki. Um she's an Eisner Eisner winning writer. And pretty much this is now after Joker War, because you know how Detective Comics and regular Batman run somehow all take place in the same time, but it's never really mm. clear when. All I know is in this book, Bruce Wayne has no money. He's living in a nice apartment and he's still being Batman, but he's like dealing with this crime that's happening around the neighborhood. We want to like people are disappearing and all this stuff. And I'm really interested in seeing what it's about because so far there's no mention of any other Batman villains like this is just um brand new villain brand new character we're gonna see like a brand new writer take on the care take on the uh, character so like I'm really interested in seeing where all this goes Batman has no money somehow he's still living in a nice apartment where they had like a a rooftop party and, like the roof got like a pool and everything so I'm like I don't think he's that broke if he's living in like a luxury condo at least it seems like i mean just because he loses his money doesn't mean he, he has doesn't to have lose money, his right. like he can downgrade for sure he doesn't have to live right. in a mansion like don't forget in the 70s man just lived in a penthouse mm. dope penthouse exactly <laughs> kind of wish we can go back to those days of batman where it's just like yeah man like nice runs a club <laughs> mm. right Oh, and Batman also has like multiple stations. Uh, since he doesn't have a Batcave anymore, he has like multiple stations where he keeps all his equipment. Is this connected to the current? Yeah, it's after Batman. War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all right, and then yeah, because I was like, I thought I talked about this book. Yeah, you know, that's why I'm saying like it, this is like Detective Comics with like James Tynan and like Tom King's Batman were technically in the same world, but or same timeline. But yeah, oh, well, that's the thing about Infinite Crisis, isn't it? Just everyone remembers everything. That has happened in their entire history. You mean rebirth? Except Wonder Woman. You mean rebirth? Or if no, Frontier? like now, Infinite Frontier. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just Wonder Woman, but like, but like, what I mean by this is it'd like be really legit. weird for her to. Mm. He'd have a legitimate like crisis of like, what am I? I was made from clay, and then I was born from a woman. What am I? Right, exactly. Oh, and also, but apparently her stuff is really good right now. Like she's in like Viking times and just mm. wrecking shop. And I'm like, just gotta kinda wanna, it. Kind of want to read that. How did they that never sounds do that? Awesome. Why did they just make God of War with Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? I never understood that. Like, <gasps> my mind is going crazy. Well, that's my thing about like that's why one of my one of the characters I've been working on is like. He has, he's connected to like Greek gods because mm. some of the best hero stories are based off of the Greek gods mm. and all the lore and folklore that goes within that. Like, it's wonderful stuff. Like, you got That's monsters, you got creatures, you got like puzzles that people got to like figure out and be smart about. And right, I just think there's a plethora of things you can do with a lot of these characters that either, and I get it, sometimes you want to keep a story like very focused on the character, have a character-driven story. I'm all for character-driven stories, but sometimes like Wonder Woman's allowed to have spectacle. Mm. Aquaman's allowed to have spectacle. Batman, be more character-driven. Doesn't always need to be spectacle. Superman, you got to find that balance Mm. with spectacle and character. Because if you don't Mm. care about Superman or Clark or Kal-El, 
the spectacle is just whatever, i.e. Man of Steel. I, I think there's enough. I don't think it's very like expanded upon in the right way, but I think there's enough in there that's character piece. And then also let's give you spectacle and give you basically a live version of a DBZ fight. Right. So or the fact that Wonder Woman and um, Black Adam have never explored like the pantheon of gods in their respective lanes much. I'm just like, it's right there. It's all right there. But like yeah. no one, or at least I guess maybe people have like tried to talk about these ideas with. And that's my other thing. Like if Zack Snyder's Justice League version of what is his name? <laughs> The God of War. Oh, um, God. Ah, ah. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. Oh, he's Zeus's own son. Poseidon. It's, we know, we know who you're talking about, though. I can't think of the name either. But basically, the God of War. Like, if it was that version, mm-hmm. man, I would have loved to seen that fight. And that's my thing. I'm like, kind of wouldn't mind seeing Zack Snyder take a shot at like a Wonder Woman standalone movie because I, at least I think like in terms of the fact that she's basically Ares. a Greek goddess, Ares, there we go like I'd be curious to see what that looks like. Again I don't want him touching a whole lot of superheroes anymore but I feel like there are certain things that he fits he likes superheroes as mythical beings that are unreachable, unattainable, yada 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 so do Wonder Woman, but that's the only hard part is like, she makes herself reachable. She makes herself attainable. Mm-hmm. She wants the people to know that like, you know, that she has their back. But if Zack Snyder does, it's going to be like. Yeah, but it's, it's like, when you think about it, it's like, no one ever thought to be like Wonder Woman, champion of the gods or contest of the gods. And it's just like. The Greek guys, everyone's just That's like, why legitimately, they should have done the trials. If you do the trials of Themyscira, man, like it. That's an epic story in and of itself. Right. And you can get very shown in with it, which could have been awesome, but I digress. Because there is that tournament aspect to the trials as well that happens at a certain point. You know, you go through a bunch of stuff. Like the trials that you saw in Wonder Woman 84 is like, that's partially what the trials are about there's more to it because you gotta there's feats of strength you know you do the tournament there's Archery. like how smart are you how good of a shot how how good is your eyesight yada 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 like Surviving it showcases everything that amazonians would go through even though like they barely fight wars they just sort of they train just, they just, their they just entire lives i mean they're always ready but then again like Everyone in the DC universe is like, yeah, there's totally an island of women who've literally been training since birth for hundreds of years. We should maybe be like, hey, want to help us out? It's the same thing with like Wakanda. I'm like, guys, talk to the door Milaje. They're like literally one of the toughest armed forces in the entire MCU, not just the MCU, in the comics, in the world. Right. I just feel oh, like, yeah. come on, guys, stop, stop. That. Stop the 90s warrior women. Put them in the middle of the fights, man, because they're great. Mm, they're exactly. all great. But yeah, tell me about Paper Girls. That's the Batman stuff. I recommend. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right. going to E first. Mm, or you, E mm. first. Give Lick the Lavelle some love. Um, so, Eve. Issue one. Uh, this book is very fascinating. Now, what I didn't get Radiant Black 
get with this. Everything um, you expected or you thought would you would get reading black. Yeah. So I'm liking this. Basically, it uh, it's a story about this girl, and I don't really know all that's going on. All I know is like the world is one way. Her dad takes her and locks her in a pod. And then she wakes up and the world's a completely different way. And it's like a desolate place. And, and apparently, um, I guess she'd be about eight to 12, eight to 12. And so basically this man just was like, my daughter's going to fit because he basically let her run around this whole area that I guess like he sectioned off. So mm. it had like a wilderness. It had like, you know, uh, like, I would say like boiler room tunnels. Basically, oh, okay, Pseudo trained her by letting her go on adventures. Mm. So that way, when this all happens, she knows how to survive in a desolate world and can traverse many different things. Mm. So she she's smart. So he um, tested witty. it, but he played it like his fantasy. Yeah, yeah, just like go have fun and then come on back. You know, like go play, mm -hmm. but actually I'm Learn. putting tests in front of you to see if you can actually work through it and use your use your head and be smart and get out of the situation. Um, so he locks her in a pod. She wakes up and there's this android. It is an android, but it's basically projecting itself to her as a teddy bear. Like literally there's a panel of like what it's projecting and what it actually looks like. And I think that's cool. I think that's dope. I'm waiting for that moment where she actually, where he actually allows her to see like what he looks like. Cause if you look here, like he's real tiny and cute and adorable. But mm. then you look over here and it's like, he got like robot legs and he real tall. Um, and also his father basically uploaded like all the history of the world that like she's missed because to her literally she was just with her father. And she's and been now, for all this time, so. Years have passed, but she's the same age. Um, Trauma. <laughs> and he's not dead. I thought he would be dead, but the robot's like, no, he's alive. He's just sick and really far away. Uh, okay. It's up to so you now because okay. you got to go do that. Well, not that, but also she has to go basically do a thing that I'm not really sure of yet because this hasn't been fully explained in the book yet but like basically to fix the world and it's mm -hmm. up to her and this little robot. So I'm curious because like, I love a good adventure story. Like, give me a great adventure story. I'm here for it. Um, so like, I love the art. I will say like the art is fun. Um, I think the writing's interesting. Uh, I, and I, I think like, as we go on, like we're just gonna get like flashbacks to like what she knew. Mm -hmm. And I'm very curious about that. And curious to see where this book goes. Like, I don't have a lot to say, only it because like, yeah. Like, I feel like this book has potential, not like gonna shock the world or like set the world on fire in any way. But I feel like for me at least, like this could be a very cool, because like, if you look at this, like, this is what she's looking at right now. And the world didn't look like that to her a day ago. And it's flooded. Wow. And so and she has a long journey ahead of her. And I, I like stuff like that where it's just like, we got to go get to this thing. 
mm-hmm. and we're gonna probably meet a bunch of whack wackadoo characters, a bunch of creatures, and you know, different traps and like you know what it sounds like. There's to probably me? gonna be deception somewhere along right. the way. Like there's something that's been hidden from the girl, and now she's gonna you know we're gonna get the liar reveal. You <laughs> know what it sounds wait. like to me a little bit. It sounds like it could be like today's like or another rendition of like the Wizard of Oz. Not that's exactly where like the girl's just in this weird, strange land that she now has to learn to navigate, and like she's mm-hmm. just going to be all these weird and fantastical, yeah, entities and creatures and whatnot. Like that's what it sounds like to me, and and whatnot. At least that's my like how I'm interpreting the imp- information you're giving me. At least mm-hmm. you know, and plus, who knows if this book is great? This could become like a you know a nice little movie. I feel you know. I hope so because like. See, it seems like it could be a lot of fun and there could be potential. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm curious because I'm trying to see if like anyone ever says her name because I don't know if her name is Eve. Like I'm trying to look because it was something I thought about because like I think about the name because if you look at the book like Eve, Eve tempted by mm-hmm. Satan eats the apple from the tree so i'm like there's a lot of symbolism here and i'm curious like how it relates to the book Mm. like is she going to be tempted being tempted by like an outside force that tries to make her go down the wrong path i'm very curious is she going to meet a potential adam or like Like, i'm tempted to save the entire world but then like at the cost you have well she's gonna i'm and that's what I feel like is ultimately going to happen is she's going to have to make the choice whether to save her father or save the world. Mm. And something like is going to be like, no, save your dad. Save your dad. Right, the devil in the angel. He's all you really him. need in this world, right? You love your father. Or do you save humanity? So I'm very curious to see how this goes. So I'm very intrigued. I would give it a... This first issue at the very least a must read if you want to get like involved and into the story like yeah I, I spoiled a little bit but i feel like there's a little bit more detail in here that and like mm. character beats emotional stuff because like she's trying to figure out what the heck's going on and you're also figuring out with her so right. and you know it's also explained so like i'm sure later on in the book when she's doing like all these cool stuff it's not like she's a mary sue like mm. it's been stated that all right her father basically reverse trained her essentially so i'm i'm looking forward to it and i can't wait to for the volume to come out and i read this whole thing um, i'm looking forward to it so mm. that's eve for you folks check it out go to the comic shop list. check it out I, I feel like it has the potential to be a lot of fun. So mm. I'm gonna keep reading. Cool. Now, do you have any more? I mean, I got one more, but I kind of want to hear about Paper Girls first. All right. <laughs> so Paper Girls, volume one, volume two, red. Love I'm the in the middle of volume three. I tried to finish it before this. We shot this video, but life and time got away from me. So Paper Girls, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Um, the Brian K. Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen, who also wrote Why the Last Man, which we will review on this Illustrated well. by Cliff Chiang. And look, Brian K. Vaughn is, I think, just retroactively becoming one of my favorite uh, writers, storytellers, um, because every time I pick up a book, 
I can't stop reading. And when I do, I'm like, nah, I got to continue that. I got to find out what happens next. Like, there's a reason why a lot of his books are about to become, I think, the next best shows of, mm. of our time. Hopefully, if they're just handled with care and actually, like, trust in the source material um, because it's good. And I'm enjoying the heck out of the series right now, man. I really am. Like, I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it. I feel like once I figure out, like, what exactly is going down? Who's good? Who's bad? Like, once I get deeper into the story, I think a lot of things will click because I have a lot of questions. Um, and I'm not going to spoil too much for you because I do want you to legit read this book. But basically, like, the gist of this story is... Um, there's these four girls. They're part of a paper route. They all meet up with this new girl who moves into town. Um, you can never trust a new girl because. Well, I, no, no, she's like our main character. She's essentially, I mean, all four of them are our main characters, but I feel like she's our the true eyes character. in because she's like trying to build this relationship with these three other girls during this wild time. Because essentially, what happens is during their paper route, uh these weird like alien looking creatures pop up and like it's around Halloween. So everyone's like, whatever, you're in your costume. Good for you, bud. You know, that type of thing. And um, basically you find out, no, these are guys from the future and they mm -hmm. came back in time because some stuff is going down. And then it just gets into this whole timey-wimey fun. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it's a lot of fun. The character dynamics, of course, are something I think Brian K. Vaughn does really well, specifically like with ensembles. Um, read Saga, read Why the Last Man, read Runaways. Like the dude knows how to write groups of people having conversations and you care about what each person is saying. And also sometimes when you're reading it, you're like, yeah. They talk like actual people, like some of them make like little stupid side comments or like references that they're making or like personality traits. I, I, I enjoy this. Um, the art is really good. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes. The covers as well. Yeah, the covers are a lot of fun. I, I love the, like the, the colors of this, of the book is very great. I love the use of colors that they use in here. Um, and the story's getting wild, man. Like, I'll spoil just a little bit, but like our main character, she meets a version of herself and she hangs out with the adult version of herself. And it's great because like, they're all 12, so they're kids. Mm -hmm. But like, it feels like I'm reading a comic book version of the male Goonies and I love it. Or Stand By Me, I love it. Like, because mm -hmm. I was a huge fan of those like, hang out with your friends, go on an adventure. I was a city boy. I didn't live in the middle of nowhere See, where I can mm -hmm. like walk across trains. I mean, I did in the subway, but don't but do still, that. Right. Um, but like, I never got to have like those open airs. You get to go like find a spot or you get to hear like the story of like, hey man, there's a there's a stash of like gold or money or marijuana. Like, let's go see if we can go find it. Like, yeah, I wish I had more stuff like that. that. No, I just walked in you know, a bunch of crack dens and was like, nah, let's get out of here. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're good. But I mean, like, hey, that, that has their merits too. Like, I, you know, like, 
I I enjoyed my experience as a kid growing up and the adventures I got to go in. Yeah, they weren't as adventurous, but like New York was our playground. So at least I had that, you know, like. And talk about versatility as well with Brian K. Vaughan, like post-apocalyptic world, time, like, like future, whatever. I can't think of the um, time machine, time jump kind of story. And you got like his sci-fi fantasy story. Like, oh, yeah. talk about versatility for a writer. That mm-hmm. like I think that's in all his books, wants. adventures. Mm-hmm. Exactly, adventures. And I think and he's about something to do that what I really love. Did. Right, I think he's about to become yeah. like what Robert Kirkman did, where it's like we got walking. And the shows are getting that adaptations too. Two of them so far. I feel like Saga is either you do that animated or don't do it at all. Um, mm-hmm. and like a legit, don't give me invincible type of animation it deserves like legit fluid animation mm. where it is like i don't care if it takes four years to complete like give me legit for that like voltron legend of core avatar or something like my hero or whatever like animation like draws like you think would just fit for it i'll say like a castlevania type okay oh Okay, yep. Castlevania to like Legend of Korra style. Mm. Um, Only reason why I say Legend of Korra, not Avatar The Last Airbender, is if you look at the actual um, drawing count, like the amount of what they are able to do with the action sequences in Legend of Korra is they have more essentially like it's if more pages, you were to, right? for example it's like if you were to as basic as i can explain this is if mm-hmm. you remember like a little flip book right like basically it's way more flip book to like get all the action moves and all that compared to what they did in Avatar yeah, more, um, pages so i just you know pages. i just want like a team that's like they can do action because it's not like saga is not like martial arts heavy or anything like that um so you know it's sci-fi but i'd like it to look good because I feel like the amount of detail that's in those books alone, like I don't want that to just get lost in translation because I think it's all beautiful and gorgeous and like really nice to look at. So I would keep it. Um, this series is good. Brian K. Vaughn so far has not let me down. Mm. Um, this is looking like it's four for four because, you know, Runaways, Why the Last Man, Saga, Paper Girls. I dig it, man. I dig his work. I dig his work. His work is good, and I can't wait to see Why the Last Man as an adaptation. I'm especially looking forward to Paper Girls now as an adaptation because before I was just like, you know, you hear the name Paper Girls. What am I, an almost 30-year-old man, doing reading a book about Paper Girls? Well, I tell you what. It's good. Like a Transformer. There's more to it than meets the eye, so definitely a must-read. Cliff, can't wait for you to get on board before this show comes out because it seems like that show's more far along than any of the others so far. I so. mean, Wild Last Man has been filming, I think. Yes, but Paper I haven't Girls seen a thing from it. Which is good. I don't need to see anything. I know it's coming. I don't either, but I, uh, but I am very curious. And eventually, folks, we will be doing a volume by volume review of Wild Last Man leading into the release uh. of that show. Now, granted, it's going to be difficult because I don't want to spoil anything in the series. So 
Well, I think we'll just we'll just talk about it. Just, we'll just talk about the books itself and like what what each volume does. Like we don't necessarily like we'll yeah, just put we're not gonna like break it down panel by panel, but yeah. like yeah, we'll just listen, put spoilers in those reviews when those videos do come out. Spoilers, you know. Right? There will be spoilers because, like, I do want to talk about this book. Also, the book's been out for a very long time. So since we're just talking about the book in that regard, and yes, we will be doing a review of the actual show itself. Well, we still um, know and people it, haven't read it. Just like in Yeah, Facebook, but, like, so. I just want people to understand, like, when we review the book, we're just talking about the book. We're not thinking about the show because we're going to be doing it before the show comes out. Um, so... If you want to be spoiled or if you want to read and then come back and watch that video, Check it you out. know, that's in the future. So we'll get there when we it's get there. It's worth the 20 bucks. We'll figure people. it all that. Five books, 20 yeah, bucks a pop. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's like support this man. Like his work is about to really come back again. So get in on the ground floor before people are like, hey, let's hike these prices up since this show's about to come And then out. they so, all sell out like they did yeah, Invincible. Exactly. So get the Copendium, whatever you want to do, get it. Get it, get it, get it, because Why the Last Man is really good. Paper Girls is shaping out to be really good. Saga. Don't know if Saga will ever happen, but I feel like it should because it's great. And also, I'm happy because the book's not over. He's still working on the rest of it, so I'm hyped <laughs> because I get more of that story. And I'm glad he's just been taking his time and just being like, look... I don't know what I want to do with Saga right now. Like, I, I have an idea, but I'm going to go make a thing called Paper Girls, and then I'll come mm. back to it. So I'm glad now he's coming back to it, and whenever that comes back out, huh. Right. Huh. Cliff's going to hate me because he's just going to know that I'm going to keep being like, read it! Read it! It's good! <laughs> I read My co-worker <laughs> did, and we've been talking about it every now and then. It's great. But I'm waiting for Cliff to read it so we can just go deep dive because once he starts reading it, I will be rereading it so then we can actually talk, talk about it because that thing is great. It's like the adult version of Star Wars and I love it. So that's Brian K. Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen. Or at least Paper Girls, I should say. Yes. Check out Paper... I mean, like, there's more I could say. Like, characters are fun. Um, Art's great. Color is very interesting. I, I love the use of color in these books. Um, characters, like, I, I don't know exactly, like, what's going on. All I know is, is something's going on. I feel like I'm going to learn more and figure it out. And creature creature designs are dope. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of it. Uh, I think Apple takes over the world is what Brian Kavon is telling me. So <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Like right now in book three, what I just found out is like, like I'm not, I won't spoil it. Check it out. Right. Read it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of good. Yeah, it's called Paper Girls, but it's deeper than that. Yes, you're following four 12-year-old girls. Okay, story, story. If it's good, it's good. There is a shot of one of them getting their period. That's as, you know, as female as it gets to that book <laughs> so far. Yeah, but um, it's real, so like... I'm, yeah, you know. it's real. And it and that's a thing that would happen. And like, you know, they didn't expect to be going on a time-traveling journey, and I'm sure she didn't expect to catch a period. But it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just sort of deal with it. And I like, you know... It's a good book, y'all. It's a good book. Right. It's a good book. Check it out. Check it out. So yeah, 
Let's get um, to the last book of the video. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so had to, uh, had to gush. Had to gush about Brian K. Vaughn for a little while. Man, it's gonna be a lot of videos on this channel about Brian K. Vaughn. Like that's like so so it's good we keep like putting this man's like stuff. Because I need to start reading like his actual like superhero stuff. Like I've read mm. a couple. I need to like dip my toes into that, but I feel like that's gonna be so studio man manufactured. Mm. So I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy it as much, and I don't want to sully this man's good name. Right, and I'm also happy that like he doesn't have any Marvel or DC books. Like I'm just like this dude is just strictly like it seems like all his work is just indie, and I love that. And that's good. Like, that's and good. And that's it. why I love Image because it's creator owned. Creators like when you guys buy these books, that money's going to the people who made the book. Mm. That's why I support. Right. That's why I've been supporting Image. That's why I've been rocking with Image for a while now. Like, don't get me wrong, I still love my DC and my Marvel, but um, Image, Image is my my big three. Boom has moved to my four. Um, and if you guys got any other like comic book companies out there that we should check out, or comic book stories that you think we should check out that aren't like the big two, or necessarily superhero related, because. The other thing about these books and the reason why I think I enjoy them on another level is because they're not superhero related, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just different and it's a different headspace to be in and it's just a lot of fun. So yeah, but anyway, let's talk about your last book. Yeah, so let's go. Murder Falcon. <sighs> Listen, favorite book of the year so far favorite book of the year mm. if you had told me a book called murder falcon was going to be a, was going to have so much heart and just humor and just good storytelling i wouldn't have believed you because like man this book is so good like there's the stories what really makes this now yes it's a book called murder falcon and you know about like silly and just crazy wacky stories but if the story actually isn't good, I won't really care. But my favorite thing about Murder Falcon Man is just this is a story about courage and just bravery. Even like, like one of the big things about the story is um when characters are going through something or when they're facing their toughest things, they call it the void, and it's just like you know it's just like the ever existent blackness of like just all the trials and tribulations anyone like goes through. You know, this is just my interpretation, and there will be a full review on my channel at Cliff Reacts. Check it out; it'll be out at some point. But it's yeah, it's called the Void, and at this time, like, it's all about just courage, bravery. You know, and no matter what you're going through, just like keep pushing. And it's so good, man! It's so great! It's wonderful, and whatnot, and. I also love the artwork for this. Like, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, here we go. This is a nice little page. Like, the artwork fits the story style. And the best way I can describe this to you imagine if Jack Black made a movie, it looked like the Tenacious D kind of look, Scott Pilgrim, Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure. Like, it's, it's, that's what Murder Falcon is. Some, like imagine that kind of aesthetic and just that kind of movie, but with more heart, more soul, and like just more love and appreciation for the characters, but also an appreciation for heavy metal and just 
being a musician overall as well. Like I can literally see the movie playing out in my head while, while, while reading this. And like, I almost cried a couple of times reading this book. Like, not gonna lie to you, not that many books made me cry. But this one did, and I was just like, wow. And it's also, it's also by Daniel Warren Johnson. First time I ever heard of this guy. Might, might, I might have to check out some more stuff of his because I wasn't expecting this to hit me the way it did. But I'm also uh, purposely not spoiling anything because I want people to read this. And I want them to experience it for themselves. You know, so I don't want to even talk about like any tiny moments because so much happens. And all I'm going to say is, listen, if you're a fan of heavy metal, if you're a fan of being a bass guitarist, a drummer, a guitarist, if you love cowbell, it's all there for you. If you love like classical music, jazz, like it's, mm, it, it, it just works, man. It just works. And then I was thinking about what I was like living through the past year. I was like, oh, this is hitting. I'm not trying to crowd while I'm at work, but it is working. This thing is going like, mm. so yes, Murder Falcon. Great. I love it. Beautiful. Yes, that is a falcon with a metallic arm. And if you need any more incentive to read this book, I'm going to try and cover up part of it. There is, you have a falcon with metallic wings and a samurai sword. What more do you need, people? What more do you need to pick up this book? Like, if you like Doom Patrol and their wacky adventures, like Legend of Tomorrow and their wacky adventures, pick up Murder Falcon. It's great. That's mm. it. That's the video. <laughs> on what we've been reading because like because like honestly like i said like i'm purposely not trying to say much about this book because i truly just want people to experience it for themselves like but yeah that's what you're talking that's the books we've been reading i guess for like the past month two months you know on and off honestly for me it's been like two weeks (laughs) oh so you're just flying through these things i mean because i've few of them are single issue and paper girls i've just been enjoying so much that i'm just like gunning gunning Mm. through it and i'm not like reading it all like most in one day i mean the first ish the first volume i read pretty much in an hour and two ink two half hour increments so an hour um and it's that good man i just want to like keep reading and that's the sign of a good book makes you want to keep reading it's when you put a book down and you're like, I get back to it. That maybe, maybe you probably won't. I can't hear you, Cliff. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's the book that you never get back to. <laughs> like you read like, all right, I'll check it out later. I'm not in a rush to read the rest of this, but yeah, I'll get to it. But yeah, y'all can it, do the intro, do the outro for me real quick. I gotta do a thing. So, all right, folks, this has been Zeke and Cliff the splash podcast and we're signing off so you guys stay safe out there take care of each other and like and subscribe and share this video um and if you have any constructive criticism or want to talk about books that you've been reading that maybe we should check out um let us know down in the comments and uh we'll see you next time